Yo. What's up? What's up? Good up, good evening, everybody. What's going on? Why? Not much, fam. Welcome. Actually, I should say welcome back. Welcome me back. It's been over a year, man. It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute, bro. I, I just looked at my balance. I got some money on here. That's crazy. <laughs> I got five bucks, bro. Yo, that's hey, that's man. So you got some views. <laughs> yeah, you say that. I mean, for not being on a year, you know, your brother's been uh been uh in rotation a little bit. Man, in syndication damn near. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's cool, man. It's good to, you know, I, I gotta get reacclimated to anchor, man. But I'm I'm glad you're still on doing your thing, man. How, how's it been, bro? Being being consistent with it. I, you know, I, I'm not as consistent as I should or as I could be, but I'm, I'm, I'm still pushing, man. And, and to, to be honest, I'm learning something new with each episode. It, it's dope. Right, right. Like, what, what, what's some stuff you've, you've picked up in terms of just, um, just, just using the app and, and I guess figuring it out. So one is that, um, and, and, and probably the most important thing is consistency is everything. Like right. the more you do something, the better you're going to get regardless of what, whatever it is you're doing. Even if you're fucking off, if you fuck off consistently, you're going to be someone that gets good at it. Right. Um, if you, if you're building consistently with people networking consistently, the easier it's going to come, the more, um, um, to the point your, your message and your words are going to be, so it's not as lab laborious or laborious is that the word? Mm -hmm. It's 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 not a task as much. Let's 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 just make it up. <laughs> let's make it up. It's 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 not a job, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. it feels it feels really good, man, like, you know, to accomplish things. Yeah, I I mean, I remember when I was doing it consistent like um yeah, it was cool, man, just like from creating the 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 posters on Canvas the typing up the descriptions. I had like this thing going. I think, man, I just got cold feet when um when the homies he was he was on. And I said, hey man, you're gonna find your wife on this, bruh. And uh he, he did. Mm. And I stopped right after that, bro. I was like, what? Like, are you serious? And you know it's crazy. Like people, they are asking me to get back on. And it's that like I see I see every week. What do you mean get back on? You see me, like I'm on Instagram, I see you whatever. Like nah, man, it's a different kind of a way for you to express yourself, man. It resonates. Yeah, bro. Like that. That was and shout out to my boy Darren, um, because D D would hit me up and be like, "Yo, when are you gonna do another podcast episode, man? Uh, I'm, mm. I'm I'm looking for a new episode." And I'm like, "Oh man, thank you." To, to because to keep it real, my 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 mental health was blocking a lot of that stuff, like. I, and, and to be honest, uh, be honest with you and all the listeners, like um, it, it became a thing where I was like, oh, man, nobody wants to hear me. Nobody wants nobody really cares that kind of thing. Nobody. I don't really have much to offer. I'm you know, I'm not in a place where I'm worthy of even speaking to people kind of thing. Yeah. And and it would put me in a place where I, I couldn't. Right. I didn't even I didn't I didn't believe in myself, um, yeah. let, let alone this platform so right. um it, it matters when other people are like yo we need to hear a new episode we need that 
right right and it's funny I'm, I'm talking to somebody um in austin and they're they're like a lot of people stopped doing podcasts like i think gary v was talking about it right like how many people just stopped like it was it was a thing and then people stopped but he was saying that you shouldn't stop right because right. especially right now it's still one of the honest honest forms of media so it's one of the few places where you can get unfiltered news and opinions for the most part without being compromised right now there's some people who get you know uh sponsorships and maybe they feel like they have to navigate a certain way but for the most part podcasts are still the freest form of media um that that can't be bought per se right right and, and you never know what you're gonna get really um right like you can you can start out uh with good with, with you know with like an intention to have uh podcast for example let's say about cooking and what comes from that is something on a spiritual level that if you know if someone listens more than five minutes they're gonna they're gonna get something that they didn't even think they were gonna get but it was needed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i mean it yo bro it, it was even before that like people were hitting me up on my on my instagram quoting stuff i was saying mm. How did that feel? It's, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. Like, you know, I'm not that far away. You know, and then you start looking at the analytics where people are listening, you know, and just the media friends that were just like, bro, that was amazing. And man, I hear you. And, you know, they have this kind of access to somebody. And then people would reveal, like, oh, you got a podcast? That's amazing. I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's just, it's something, you know, I share my opinion. But then I realized not everyone does the work right to keep it up and do anything right most people say they want to do something but like you said bro like if you get good at not doing something you're an expert exactly exactly and, and and it doesn't it doesn't feel like again man if you love doing it and you're consistent at it just, even just a little bit if you're consistent at it for, let's say three or four months in, in yeah. those three or four months that's a semester Right. That's that's and, and not just any like a regular semester, like you've crunched. That's mm -hmm. like damn near like a year of of studying in a college program that you've done on your own. And it, and so it's more focused, it's more deliberate, it's more intentional. And yeah. and and that's what like like how you say the work. Like that's that's the work, but it doesn't feel like work. You know what I'm saying? Because you're doing it every day. It's like muscle. What do they call muscle memory? Muscle memory, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like once you start doing it and you love it, you look forward to it. So, right. so, so when the minute you stop, it's like, oh shit, something's missing from my life. Right. It, it's it's the expression, and I think for me, it, it was pretty. Uh, it ran concurrently with just I think performing that the topics found its way into my like art in a sense, right? Like. Um, so it's a it's a it's a like it's a it's a convention of like therapy it's a breakout session of like therapy arts topical conversation that would all kind of meet up and you'd be like wow man i can't believe like this is the thing that tripped me out about like doing podcasts um is that i'm over here having a production meeting by myself right <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know, like yeah, this is weird. Like, okay, how? What are we doing today? Well, what do you want to do? Well, I think we should. You know, it's like, 
it's this crazy conversation you're having. It's like, bro, I need to chill, you know? Dude, it's 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 one of the most therapeutic things because um you're 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 at the same time that you are you're you're doing something for well you think you're doing something for yourself. Um but you're you're actually you're doing it for your audience. And at the same time you you feel like nobody's listening, but hell of people are listening. Like when you look at your demographics, I'm pretty sure you have people outside of the United States. Yes. Dude. Yes. Like yes. like how crazy is it that somebody from San Francisco, a small part of the world, mm-hmm. is is being heard by people consistently being right. heard by people in other areas of the world and it matters to them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 powerful, bro. I mean I don't even know how they found it. Like right. that's the crazy part. Like how how I haven't even promoted it. I promote it to my networks, which is you know whatever, a couple thousand people, but you know not a lot of them at this point are international. <clears throat> but it's just it's funny how small the world is, how fast information travels, and how imp- how impactful something can be in a very short. I mean, it used to take it used to have to take a lap around the world before something was influential and, and that kind of powerful for people now it's like three clicks yeah Boom. yeah all you gotta all you gotta do is type in a couple of keywords and the algorithm does the rest right right and and I, and I feel like you know this might be a good season to come back because there's like so much going on in my life that I, I do want to involve people with you know shows you know so it's like being very strategic now you know what I'm saying about um about doing it and, and leveraging it. You know, first it was more so just to express myself, but now it's to like inform people about like what's really going on, how they can be more in- involved in, in my ecosystem, uh, ethos or whatever that you want to call it, and how I, I can be in there. How can we, we can grow ours together, you know? So um, I definitely like want to travel and do this on the road. Um, you know, do this with people, have dope conversations, um, and interactions with people, and I just, yeah, I, I'm, it's just dope, like, if you're gonna travel, why not, like, have meetings with people, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I, 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 I have this little thing, right, so for my, uh, my, uh, my podcast studio, you can get a guitar center, super dope, like, people say that my mic sounds incredible, I'm like, if you only knew, I can literally put it in my jacket pocket, Mm. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Like literally, I could put this thing on my carry-on. I'll be in Philadelphia talking to such and such, and then boom, we're having a meet. You know yep. what I'm saying? A podcast episode, and it's crazy, like how you can make the world that much smaller. But and, and that's a dope ass segue too. You mentioned shows. That's a dope ass segue. Let me open it up. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Black Man's Heart Podcast. I am your host, Barry Griffin, and we have another dope show. Look, this brother has been on here a few times, and he this is, like like I say to many of my guests, Mi Casa Es Su Casa, or Mi Podcast Es Su Podcast, because this brother is, is a brother from another mother for me, and um and you've heard him before welcome back to the show they 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 need to give him a key to the city i'm gonna just put it like put it out there like that he's done so much work with the youth and he just opened up 
a a gaming uh, community center, if I'm not mistaken, for the youth in San Francisco. They need to give them a key to the city, man. My brother, Javier Reyes. Welcome back, bro. What up? Thank you, man. Appreciate that intro. Uh, glory to God for everything, man. Man, I'm glad to be on. Yo, and, and one of the things I left out is, Hav, you are a renowned poet, a renowned poet, playwright, public speaker. Like, you are the guy. So when you mentioned shows, I was like, oh, that's a perfect segue because um, the title of the show today is, um, it's, uh, let me see. Poetry and Psalms? Poetry, poetry, thank you. Poetry and Psalms, Voices of Reason. Like, bro, like growing up in in San Francisco and being, just being a, a, a black and and Puerto Rican brother, like coming from both uh, um, um, uh, being a representative of both mm-hmm. cultures, and and having that background that you have, being a voice and and starting non uh, not not only nonprofits but movements, you have a lot of input, a lot of 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 uh, uh, how do we say, you have you have. Uh, experience with what's going on and in, in, in a voice a, a, um, an opinion about things that are going on things that you've seen things that you've interacted with and so who better to speak on that than you you know what I mean and that's why I say they need to give you a key to the city bro because you were you started doing this at a young age yeah it's, it's like the third person this week that's not, not just said that but like Someone said two people said they need to cut you three, four people, three people, but there was four. But they said basically, man, they need to just cut you check, bro. Like, <laughs> for like real. someone said that. I'm like, come now. For real, man, I'm not even blowing smoke. Like everybody that's listening right now, this brother has been at it so hard for so long. Like starting in elementary school, middle school, this brother has been on the front lines that long you can't tell me that somebody that has that kind of intention does not have the best interests of the city of the people at heart like they they uh, it's well past due bro so trust me london breed mayor london breed uh governor newsom everybody you're going to be getting this uh uh podcast in your inbox give this brother a key to the city get his brother cut cut him a check let him have the run because the youth love this man. So, so Hob, again, bro, welcome to the show, man. man welcome back that, to the show. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. I feel at home. And again, thank you for that intro. It's, it's really humbling, man, and like surreal. Um, just thinking about all that, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's I mean, because I, I wasn't trying to do it. Funny, like, families are going on right now. And I used to just dream about going there, being a part of it. And now I have just no, no, no uh, feeling to, you know, like, I just don't, because I realize where the real work is. And, and if, you know, like, if, if I do, like, went through the gauntlet of life to know at the end of the day what really matters, you know, like, mm-hmm. going down to LA right now, 
and they're literally selling their souls for fame or have sold their souls for the opinions of people that at any given second will tear it down if they say something they don't like or they just kind of do you know whatever that not uh it's for the approval of people but really for um on this point in your life man that's you it's right. untainted or it's for so when you say that you have like man I, I, you know I'm not perfect really had a zeal to just connect and build and create for people and for others and um so I don't it's, it's you know like you know how you're driving right like someone made this a great analogy when you like you're in a car and then there's a windshield and there's a rear view mirror right if you keep looking back in the rearview mirror, you're gonna miss what's in front. That's why the windshield is bigger than the rearview. Even though it's important to look behind mm. you, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, things can come and sideswipe and look at how far you've come. Really the bigger thing is what is in front of you. And man, when I think about colored ink and all that, I mean, it's, bro, it's the joy, it lights up my, my life. You know, thinking about like where everyone is, and you know, like every CI kids now, and like their kids are amazing. Let it be, and I'm like, I got another twenty years minimum. <laughs> like, man, like, come on, man, more than that, bro. More than, more than and I'm, that's I'm just, just if you want to do it. Like, like right. you, 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 you're in there like Bill Duke, bro. Like, as long as you got air <laughs> in your lungs, you got people that are paying attention and that are like, yo, let me give you your flowers real quick. Let me lift you up real quick. Let me, let me give you this real quick. Please just, just grace us with your presence type shit because you're that dude. And I want to be like, uh, like how Sydney was, I'm still alive now. Forget his name. He's still alive. He's a he was one of the first black man to get a Grammy. Speaking of Grammys, gosh, he's a civil rights activist. He like uh, oh oh um, you're talking. I know who you're talking about. Um, damn it, he he was in the movie with uh, Josephine Baker. Um, but he provokes uh, you know white man's world. Yeah, uh, he was in the movie Carmen. Um, Damn it, man! Harry, Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte, thank you. I want to be like him, bro. Something, all coming in, you know, claiming respect, like an OG, but still like in the game. A ninety, right? It's a, an eleven. I still got, and you know, it's crazy. I'm, I see, you know, I see. Man, I'm sitting with these kids, bro. You know, it's a long day. I'm sitting with these babies, bro. And like, you know, with kids, man, if I'm in a room and there's some kids around, bro, the kids are going to find me. They know I like yep. to play. They know I like to like be a goofball. And these kids, are, I'm like looking at them like, damn, I got to see them graduate, man. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta see them. And I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, damn, it's 18 years. That's I'll be 62. Okay, you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's it's been like a conversation in my head. Like, 
like I'm seeing all these kids, these dope kids, your kids. Like, man, I gotta continue to make a better future for them, man. A better blueprint, leave something behind for them, bro. Because it doesn't feel like a lot of people are leaving a lot of things for these kids to inherit, bro. Mmm. Mmm. Bro, you, man, you 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 never lie. Like there is less and less for the generations coming forward to grasp onto. Um, tell us about Colored Ink because speaking of things for people to grasp onto, um, Colored Ink has made a difference in many, many people. I've witnessed it, and I'm and I'm a part of that uh, that group who who um, was able to benefit and get something from the organization that you started. Can you tell everybody about Colored Ink? Yeah, bro. So Colored Ink was, uh, um, you know, when I was 18, 17 years old, I wanted to go to USC for film, right? I, I wanted to work with F.K. Gray and John Singleton. Like, that was the place, man. If you wanted to do film and be black and pro-black and show your art, USC was, was the pipeline. And, um, but you know, my folks back then, USC was like 50 racks a year, it was expensive, bro, 30,000 maybe. So, my folks was like, We ain't paying for you to be no damn artist. And you know, they just they didn't see the vision. And quite frankly, man, I, I would with YouTube, I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage kids to spend that money to go to school for film. You right. could learn that on YouTube. I mean, if you want to take a couple classes and you know, be a part, like, yeah, okay, do that. But business needs to be your first major film, could be a minor. Right, but um, so I I, I was uh, so shout out to my boy Andre Miller who actually has your same birthday. I kind of wish it was your birthday. Um, I remember I didn't go. I wanted to go to SF State, and um, you know, just trying to figure it out. Super disappointed. I wound up being a part of this amazing after-school program called Brava Women in the Arts. They had this thing called Theatro Armenio, and yeah, uh, shout I, out I, Brava, Brava, um, and it, it was dope because they taught you like. You know the behind the scenes the theater from the production side lights basic one-on-one stuff right like producing the show and it's funny i, di- I didn't even act first I, I i got i learned the behind the scenes stuff which was super dope friends i still have to this day and um i remember we're, we're working on zoot suit shout out to luis valdez amazing show chicano you know police and all this kind of stuff but bruh homies didn't get the the rights to do the play Mm. Like so imagine these young people we've been working on this piece for like four months nowhere to take it yeah I remember them co- I remember because we started doing it the homie starts wanting to do the play now because it's in, in, in the mission you know starting to get traction so he's like nah I'm, we're, we're gonna cut all these scenes I'm like bro that is so weak like you're, you're, young people have been working on this we're passionate and you cut half of the play you know what I'm saying? And I remember, bro, like to this day, I'm, I'm in the lobby. I'm in the lobby. We're just all effed up, bro. We're just so mad. Like, man, how you, like as, as, a, as young people, this is 98, 99, bro. So we're already seeing the mission being taken from us doing the dot-com boom, dot-com boom, right? And I'm like, I'm telling my homie, I'm like, yo, bro, like, you know, I want to go to LA and start this, this film company. And, he, and my homie Dre's like, Nah, bruh, start a theater company with that name um, and do it here with the same concept. I'm like, duh. Mm. And I'm like, wow, bro. Like, you're right, profit. And the whole concept of Colored Ink was it came from the notion of 
um, those pens that it was the the middle ink was black, but if you right. click the side, multiple colors came on. That right. was the vision God gave me for Colored Ink. It was, it was all these different groups of people writing from similar experiences, similar walks of life, but different perspectives, contributing to great scripts and great stories. And I said, cool, bro, the Colored Ink starts. So I told everybody, yo, a, a, announcement, yo, I'm starting my own theme company called Colored Ink. <laughs> We're gonna do hip hop, poetry, boom, you know, fly stuff. And literally, bro, like, they had to ask me, hey, Hotbed, can you, uh, like, can you do this after the show? Because everyone is just talking about this right now. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, my bad, my bad. But literally, <laughs> bro, we, we started, in the midst of them taking our art, we started saying, like, wow, man, what can we do? Let's do a show about this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And this was in 1999, bro. So, 98, 99. So, this is in the height of a lot of activism, right? Yeah. And, and and no Bush is about to come in office. Um, there's a lot of stuff, gang injunctions. There's a lot of stuff happening. Late nineties, you know, nine eleven. You know, so all that stuff happened. Um, there's a lot of, you know, um, uh, super jails. Like you had so much stuff happening at one. Friends time, killing friends. There are a lot of a lot of neighborhood murders going on. Like the murder rate just skyrocketed for some fucking reasons. Right. Oh, yeah, because every time we go into war, crime goes up. Right. That that part. And a new drug of ecstasy comes out. So that's going, like, there's so much going on, right? Hyphy movements being born. Um, You know, uh, I mean, it's still, you know, people going to jail for weed. Um, There's just a lot globally, locally, and spiritually happening. And so it was the right time to just ignite this like, this like stick of dynamite of just creativity to be like, man, we, and so literally, again, we go to war, right? We're, we, at that time we're in war and man, these kids are just expressing like arts and like, man, you know, we're just doing these shows, man. We just start doing these shows. And, you know, I was telling somebody, uh, we, we was talking about like, people in the neighborhood who are like the shot callers right i don't know if you remember this but bro, i had pretty good relationships with the homies across the street who are shot mm. callers like mm-hmm. i had really, like one dude came in and stole like twenty thousand worth of stuff but you know <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't all my watch though that wasn't my watch that, that didn't happen even when i was there but the homies though who were on the block man loved your boy bro and always looked out for my kids always like made sure there was safe passage if you were there to do arts and you may live in a different rival neighborhood no problems nobody mess with you you know why because i always invited them right and i was doing stuff for them and they'd be like damn but that was hella dope bro the thing you so we're we're basically forming this theater company um of just these young cats right who are just from who are from the city some weren't but from how we we just looked at things are so dope and it was bro it was one of the greatest ensembles ever of just people coming together bro you know what i mean if i like just went through the list of like you know uh just how talented they were and then blah blah we're doing all these shows and then we do this one show bro at um at intersected for the arts called what if the streets can speak that's what that's when it started we did it's called um called what if that was the thing so basically different arts groups would come together 
and they would create they would have a theme and you would have to come in with an interpretation of that theme so so people had what if this what if this ours is what if the streets could speak this is and we did this bro this is on 16th and valencia back in the day bro 2002 2003 bro you, like, you talking about a, 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 a war zone like a drugs not just wars and drugs but prostitution at night like you talking about all of that good shit the vgs is down the block you know what i'm saying like it wasn't no cakewalk bro like and then right. again we're, we're, it's still active like where we're at we're right you know north daniel territory bro so there was nothing but drive. You know, it was. It's, I've seen people get shot broad daylight multiple times, bro. Facts. Like multiple times. Broad fucking daylight. <laughs> Yo, it's it would be wild out there. And the crazy thing is, is right before anything pops off, it's just quiet. I, yes. Like at the most, you'll hear some music, but but it's just quiet. It's just neighborhood shit. And <laughs> like it just. It, and, and it's it's like you said anytime it's risky bringing kids all together or even a, the community all together at any given time you have to really know what you're doing or know people that can say no it's good it's good right. you're good right here right now let me know what time you got something jumping off i'll make sure right right and I, I mean there was no playbook for that you know what i'm saying it was really one of the things of like you know spirit-led to like navigate these very murky waters but right. what made it what made us dope though is that bro like what i loved about us and i miss is that bro we would go to an open mic 15 deep and do a five minute set all 15 of us damn like like bro we would just we would like it, it's the crew just crew i mean just exponentially like i'll show you pictures bro of like it'd be like 30 of us you know what I'm saying? And like literally we would be showcases. You, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they were like, oh man, because we had people who sung, people who danced, people who drew, who who did whatever. Like it was everybody had a gift, bro, that uh, alone they could have their own show. And we would just take over events in a very dope, humble way. But we would do a five minute set as if it was like a like a movie or a, a you know some dope on Hamilton on this is before way before Hamilton bro right that we would go up there and just and people would be like who are y'all are we coming in you know what I'm saying and 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 our and our people were such great like they were better networkers than me I was just more of a director curator but but the the ink people though were like great community folks like they knew how to just network and set up shows and bring the right people in and like it was so beautiful bro like it was so beautiful how how amazingly uh friendly and loving our folks were and how we were able to expand community and um and so yeah we did that show bro and it kind of, we took off in 2002 we got um shout out to ellen gavin who was the executive director she was like hey um there's this grant now, now i'm getting into grant writing right i have no idea about grant writing all i, all I knew was I was into creative writing when I was in high school. She right. was like, hey, can you put together an idea? She explained to me what a grant was. Like, can you form an idea about if I gave you a certain amount of money, which, what you would do within a year? And she's like, coaching me. She's like, you know, boom, boom. And so I said, okay, cool, let's do it. Because we did a show before that and it was, it was dope, man. Like, 
we start Brava. So before, how Brava is, there's a main theater, which is like, I think 420 something. And then upstairs, you can fit like maybe a little over 100, right? So we Shut started- Shut the fuck in, up. Brava has an upstairs theater? Yeah, a black box. Yeah. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. Heck I yeah, didn't bro. know that. I'm yeah. my bad, man. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, you should definitely when you when you're in the city, um, we should pull up over there because it's beautiful. And shout out to um uh former mayor Willie Brown, uh, who I remember being in that same black box giving three million dollars to Ellen Cavity. Just three million. Just off the rip. Like off the yo, rip. we could do this. Here you go. Yeah. That's dope. Shout out to Willie Brown, man. Yeah. Crazy, bro. Crazy things I've seen. Just... And so anyways, like, so we started basically, we were just out. We were, so we wrote the grant, got the got 30,000, right? Mm-hmm. But we committed to nine shows a year, to that one year. Nine shows. Bruh. That's crazy. Right? That is. Even, even, even now, that's crazy. Nine productions. So I'm like, oh my God, what did I just get myself into? And then like, there's a guest artist who's like a beatnik poet all-star. You know, it's like all these amazing like poets who use music who are local and around the country who we basically accompanied in- into our place. Right? And Damn. you know, some, yeah, like, you know, some really dope fame. Some of them were a-holes, right? Some of them were just not youth friendly. But a lot were a lot really embraced us as young professionals because again we were young adults, and then we had high school kids run with us. So we had like, a, and we had a, a Marquez who was you know five years old at the time. Yo, shout out to Marquez, man. This was the youngest dude I had ever seen take command of a stage. Like I, I had never seen anybody his age come in with lines memorized for a play and command his scene like he just took over the stage shout out to marquez bro oh man you're bringing it back bro i, m- I remember him taking him to the tls to do a show bro and we ran into his dad on the street mm. C- kind of doped out you know what i'm saying and um you know he was pulling that kind of like that bs oh my son I'm like, bro, we over here loving on your kid, bro. Like, where you been at? We just ran into you. And um, then he gets in the car. This is super random, bro. And I remember I'm just like, this nigga, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like, no no acknowledgement. Hey, man, thank you for, you know, whatever. With my son, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm just in the car just pissed, bro. Because I'm like, what's well, a good thing that they're bonding, whatever. But And then Marquez just holds my hand, bro. Mm. And looks at me and just like nods at me. He's like, and like, being like, you're my dad, bro. And I love him, but you're my, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, my God, bro. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, going so back you, to you, so, so you're more like a, 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 a not just a, a, a mentor or a group leader, but you're more like, to people that don't have it, you're more like a father figure, brother, big brother type, type role model to, to everyone. Yeah, I, I try to be, man. I don't always hit the mark. But yeah, that's the position I've, I've been put in. You know, because, as, a, as a, yeah. Because you're young yourself. I was, bro, I, I, I'm, bro, this has happened. I'm in my early 20s. I'm in wow. my early 20s. 
years old. You wow. know what I'm saying? So, like, bro, I have no what it, I'm like, what is this? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just right. doing it. And um, so, yeah, man, we get the money. So we, we commit to it. And then but we have to just, like, the team is dope, bro. Like, the team is, bro, it's, it's, it's crazy how dope everybody is. We spent so much time together, B. Like, we're talking now 2003. We spent so much time together, like, sleeping over each other's houses. Now, they gave us a key. They should have never gave us a key to, to theater, bro. I mean, <laughs> for, for, for a lot of reasons. Babies got conceived in there. A lot of drinking, a lot of just, but then a lot of building though, bro. We were just wild and reckless, but it was it was more so a sanctuary, bro. And we spent a lot of time just writing, chilling. It's like no wonder why we produce so much dope stuff, bro. Right. Because we really spent time together and we shared each other's experiences. It's just, man, we just, bro. Like I remember, I, I used to keep. I used to keep track of the shows. Every year I would keep a track of all the shows we did. Radio interviews, workshops, performances. At one point we started averaging, again, we're, bro, we're, we're just a, a theater true spoken word true. We're averaging 120 some shows a year. Damn. Yeah, I stopped counting after maybe 1500 shows. I stopped counting. Damn. That's, that's a lot. And so, all, all of these shows, they're all spoken word, or is it theater as well? It's everything. It's hip hop theater. Yo, so so this again, okay. So this is at a time, and and like you said, just to give reference, uh, shout out to shout out to uh, Hamilton and um, what's the brother that produces it? Um, uh, Lin 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 Manuel. Lin Manuel. Um, yeah. But this was before, way before all of that. Um, yes. Hip hop theater wasn't really a thing. Well, it, it, it was, but I didn't know. Like it wasn't like a like in New York, it was big, right? Because you had Jonesy and you had like certain cats um, who were doing it at a very like in, in Jonesy D, I think his name in England was doing hip hop theater. I mean, technically, Karis One was doing hip hop. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know. Karis One probably was the first person I saw doing it, bro. When he did Love's Gonna Get You, that was hip-hop theater. Oh, man, come on, man. Yeah, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know now. what I'm saying? But there's yeah. people who, who, who identify in the genre, and hip-hop theater is just a mixture of the arts, right? It's like, it's, like, it's like mixed martial arts for fighting, but for performance. Got you, got you. It's like our perspective on something that people tend to commercialize and shit. Yeah, and then, and then again, shout out to my first theater teacher. Uh, she's a ginger. Shout out to uh, Sarah Maper. Um, she she gave me the one of the best answers of my life in 1998. I asked her because I loved hip hop, bro. I, you know, if you knew me back then, I wasn't chasing after girls. I wasn't, bro. I was spent every free time I had going to the record store, Tower Records, bro. I even remember Virgin Records downtown. Remember Virgin Records on Market yep, Street? Yep, yep, They had that big-ass store right there by uh, by Powell Street. Yeah. So I, I would I go to... Lock it to down. Uh, so I would go to Amoeba. I'd go to Rasputin's. I'd go to... Um, Ty, I mean, I'd go to all these places. Um, the Warehouse. And I would just buy CD singles. 
I, I just buy them, bro. I just love listening to music. I love how it's conceptualizing the instruments and jazz. Like, oh, like, I, get, I mean, Amoeba Records, bro, it's not the same anymore down there, but like, um, but like the McDonald's was there. So you make a whole thing like you would go down to like McDonald's over there on Stanion. And yeah. then we would go to Amoeba Records right up, you know, halfway up the block. But after, it was used to be a bowling alley, and then they turned into Amoeba. And then bro, on Friday nights, I just get lost in there, bro. Just looking through vinyl, looking for CD singles, bro. I would just, like, use my money and just buy music. Easily, you could spend, easily, you could spend hours in Amoeba. Hours. Um, and, and shout out to the McDonald's. That was the first place. That was my first place I ever worked at, bro, at 13. Fucking roaches in the cash register and shit. Oh, but, yeah, no, on the real, I, <laughs> don't don't fuck around with that McDonald's ever. I haven't fucked around there since '93. But um, I, I I get what you're saying, bro, because in in the city we have mom and pop record stores and everything. You can get singles for like 99 cents sometimes. So yeah. depending on where you went and what your taste in music was, you could walk out with a gang of shit for like less than five bucks sometimes. Especially if the people knew you and you were coming in there daily or something, they'll just give you promos and shit. Right, it's funny you said, yeah, because there, there used to be a Tire Records in, on, on Market in the cash that had some dope stuff. A lot of the stuff was like promo stuff that you couldn't buy. Yeah. Right? It's just, you, you just, they would somehow get there but then there was another record store over there that I would just go to too, bro. And we just like, we just vinyl hunt. And it was crazy. Like, I just, I, like, I was really into the arts, bro. I was into using, the reason I say Sarah is because I would get these instrumentals and I would write these scenes. I would write these movies. I would write these different concepts to music. And so I asked her one day, I said, um, hey, cause I thought I had to choose. And this is where hip hop theater comes in. I said, hey, Sarah, um, can I use, can I, uh, can I mix hip hop theater? And she said, one word, she said, yes. I was like, it's, it was on ever since. Over. That's dope. Do, do you remember, so, so, um, part of the, 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 uh, poetry and, uh, proverbs is, is like, I remember hearing one of your first, one of the first poems I ever heard from you. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was dope the way that you um performed it and you didn't even perform it like in front of a crowd you performed it in front of us uh the cast of the play at the time and it was i i had i had maybe heard a couple of people perform poetry but not on that level it was more like Mm -hmm. they were just reciting what they had written but when you spit it it was it was it was the pain it was the it was the realization it was the everything that came along with each feeling of each line you gave it to us and Mm -hmm. i didn't know poetry could be performed like that bro do you remember some of your early pieces yeah I'm, i'm trying to even think about like so i remember when i first got into spoken word it was so brava again used to have a cafe downstairs mm-hmm. um shout out to all the beautiful cafes and just blue places within that little four or five block radius on 24th um between york and uh and alabama but um i remember we had a poetry slam i think you was doing it um downstairs 
And I remember seeing them like, oh, this is just sped up monologues in a sense, right? Like I do monologues, like I can do this, like I love monologues. And I, I, I wrote poetry before, so I'm like, oh dang, I, this is spoken word is performance poetry. Oh, I get it. Okay, versus poetry that's more reflective, internalized, that happens to be shared out loud. There's right. a difference between doing a, um, a monologue and a soliloquy, right? Soliloquy is, is, a, is a monologue that's, that it's, it's, you're speaking to yourself, but it's open to the world, if that makes sense. Got it. And so, yeah, I remember writing it, and I'm like, damn, I remember the response from the crowd in that cafe. I was like, oh, damn. And then it hit me, I'm like, bro, I can bring my place to people. You get what I'm saying? Like, I can mm-hmm. bring these concepts. It may not be finished, right? Because, you know, again, getting someone to see, uh, you know, back then plays were like two hours or 90 minutes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So in five minutes, I can use it as a trailer or a promo video to get people to come see something bigger I was doing. Mm, that That is fucking... That, that is vision, bro. Like, that's vision right there. Yeah, no, right. On. I mean, it wasn't like because of genius. It's really just like, man, I'm trying to bring the hood to, to theater. So I got I got to do something, bro, that's going to entice. The, it has to be so dope. It has to be so, like, whatever. So a lot of it comes from just trying to find that cheat code to get our people to come out. You, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, right. Some of that some of that had to be performing on the block. Some of that, um, I just, bro, I, I'm still chasing that high of, of that fearlessness, bro, of like, and now I'm thinking about this too, like, the unprecedented access we had to schools, bro, like, because you're in the circle, like, educators back then were heavily involved in the scene, right? Yeah. They were there, their teachers were, and so, they were, hey, come to my classroom, such and such. Okay, cool, I'm there. Boom. You'd be over there and be performing. Man, and then you build this, your network is growing more and more and more, right? And I'm like, damn, okay, okay, cool. And like, that would happen so much where these teachers would just invite you to the school and you build these relationships and people get to know you and then you would test out this work. So this is how me, this is how performance went to teaching, right? I think since 2003, we're doing a show, we kill it, right? So eventually we're in that small black box we're maxing out like 100, 125 people to now we're getting like 250. And, right? and, and 100, 125 people is no small fucking. <laughs> Let's not get that <laughs> fucked up. That's not small <laughs> by any means. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, to see it then double and then go to, to 400, Damn. right? Multiple days, bro, it's crazy. So, um, so basically what happens is, is that, um, uh, we, I remember we're fi- we're finished doing a show, and uh, someone comes up to me like a teacher says, "Hey, they, again, very, uh, ask a very simple question. Hey, can you teach what you do?" I'm like, "That's a great question. Um, yeah, I can I can try to teach like what I what we facilitate here, and then you just kind of learn from other people. You see how they teach." No, back then there was a lot more teaching professionals. Right now in San Francisco, it's just sad, bro. You know what I mean? You don't you don't see them that much. You don't see a lot of poetry people like that coming to the schools, coming to classrooms, just you know, just dropping a hot sixteen on them, or just doing some dope theater stuff and doing some collaborative 
uh, stuff with the kids, right? right. And uh, and so I said, okay, cool. And then, bro, I realized I could teach this. I realized, oh, this process, I mean, we could share with other kids for them to do it. And then that, and then that just opened the doors even more so, brother. Like, hey, can you come to our juvenile hall? Can you come here? Can you do a workshop here? Can you facilitate this? Can you, boom, 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 man? Like, wow, the need was so great to um, bring arts education. Um, and, and then you know, you, you know, Karis one is you know, he's ed- ed- edutainment, right? Education and entertainment at the same time. Yep. So you realize that's an art. There's an art and education side as well. So um, that just opens so many doors, bro, for, to expand the gospel in a sense. Who who were some of your influences? Like, where did this come from? Man, um, I'm trying to think back then. Who that was? I mean, there's there's a lot of people, bro. Um, I mean, I hate to admit it. I mean, we're cool now. You know what I'm saying? We've, we've, we've come a long way. But, like, I used to love to see you speaks. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love Shout to see you them. speaks. They used to do some amazing events, bro. Like, amazing. And, you know, I, I spent so much time at times. We had, a, like, a love-hate relationship. But it was really a love relationship. It's just you have an older brother who's, like, you know, at times, you know, hostility. But they, 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 they love to be outside, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Versus us, like we outside, right? We outside, and it's like, yeah, man, come inside sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, now nah, we outside, and <laughs> and so we, we we get into it so much, but we would we would mess with each other so much, bro. Like Barry, imagine, okay, 365 days. Out of those days, honestly, bro, 320 was us spending time together, if not more. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Either hanging at someone's house, riding at the beach, traveling, doing I mean, bro, the, those many days, right? Because we're rehearsing four days a week. We're doing show every Friday. We're doing I mean, this is bro, this is before we're doing plays. Now imagine we're doing plays, doing showcases, and then we're doing all that on top of that. I oh mean, yeah. I mean after that it's it's pretty much like um, people just following their own path after that um, you know after spending that much time building together you're either going to go one way or or you, you have to go on your own journey in order to grow right and let's see that, that yeah then we go to Oakland so that's another thing bro we finally we're, I mean I was living in Oakland this whole time but I'm saying I, like I came back in 2000 but um and then I went back, but we're in Oakland this whole time, bro. So we—I hate to give Oakland props, but I'm gonna do it. Um, learning so much from the Oakland community of arts and education was just phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. Yeah. Street Academy, just the different charter schools they had. I mean, it was—it was, bro. I was so blessed, bro. I was to be around such amazing, talented people. Like how? I mean. Can I tell you someone who inspired me, bro? Mark G. Man, shout out to Mark G. What's up with Mark G, bro? I, I gotta tap in with him, bro. I, I I gotta tap in with him. I mean, bro, Mark was... Jeezy is one of the most down to earth, most fired up OGs out there. I mean, Mark G is, is you may find five or six strands of 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 dark hair in his beard and in his hair. Everything else is gray. <laughs> 
and white and Mark G has the fire and the temperament of a dude in his early 20s, man. Mark G flashed on a whole club because they wouldn't be quiet when I was performing. I'll never forget that. Shout out to Prentice. Shout out to Prentice Powell. Um, when Prentice was hosting Air Mambo. Lounge. Yeah, in, in, Yes, when he was hosting it in Oakland, I came through and I was about to spit. <laughs> Prentice brought me up and Air Lounge was like a bar lounge type area downtown yeah. Oakland. Woo. Jeezy is in the is in the audience. I didn't even see Mark G. And and I promise uh, I, I, I'm, I'm getting into the first line and it's loud. Mark G shut down the whole club, bro. Hey, can y'all hear this brother speaking? This brother is trying to speak. And he shut down everybody. He got quiet after that. He was like, go ahead, brother. They listening. I said, yeah, I did. Yeah. I want to say I was there for that, bro. Shout out Mark G. Man, I love Mark G, man. Yo, I fell asleep one time in Air Lounge. I'm not going to lie, bro. (laughs) I I, I took one of the coldest naps. Not because it was whack. I was just so tired. And Scorpio put me up last. Shout out to Scorpio Blues. Scorpio Blues, the homie. And um, and I'm like, because when you're an artist, right, you're like, okay, there, there's a time in the show where it's like buzzing, right? It's like everyone's engaged, everyone's woke up. Like yeah. you want to hit that kind of like middle spot, right? Unless you're right. the headliner, but there's that spot in the middle where it's like it's good. You got a couple cats out the way that woke it up, and now people are feeling it. Maybe they got a drink or two in them. They're ready for that to go deep. So I was like, oh, this is it right here. And then she just like, nah, I want to see. I want you to be the last thing they hear tonight. And I was mad at first, but I was like, F it, bruh. And when I tell you, when I did that piece, bruh, man, yo, B, bro, we, like, it was, it's hard to describe, like, a, a conscious poem can make people want to party after, bro, because they were so amped up, right? It's like, yeah, bro, they was like high five and like, because it made them feel good. Whatever, I think I was doing, Maybe the first version of Scan Fran or, or, or something about that. And I was just, I was, cause I was angry. So I was like going in and just, and then at some point I just kept angry no more because the audience was giving me so much joy back. I was like, mm. I can't be mad no more, bro. Like I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're communing together. And right. bro, people gave me so much love. Cats from Oakland, cats from the sea were hugging me, bro. Like this gave me so much love. And it was a perfect segue to like party. Do, so do a, you remember that piece? I kind of, I, I think it, I, it was it was it was crowd work for that, meaning that um, I was building this piece um, that I think would eventually be scam friend. Oh, okay, so it was like a work in progress at the time. Yeah, but it was unique. You know me, I always do, I always, I always do poems in that moment that is for that moment. Gotcha. So, so whatever I was going into, I wrote it already. For the context of what was happening that day, that week, whatever, I would it, all that would be incorporated. In it. So it wasn't scan frame, but it was like very much like it was something similar, bro. And man, they loved it, bro. They, I mean, we partied so hard after, bro. And I'm like, man, God, like, man, poetry can make people even in this in this conscious phase make people feel joyous, brother. People are talking that real talk, bro. And makes them just be feel confident, like, 
I'm not down right now. I feel good. Someone, he, 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 you know, uh, made my spirit feel good, man, about who I am and where we are and where we're going. And it was just a, it was so joyful, bro. Like, all right, the women they were beautiful too, by the way. Good what? God. <laughs> yeah, airlines had them. What, what, um, what I saw poetry do was articulate spoken word. What I yeah. saw it do in public spaces like that was articulate spirits or feelings that other people couldn't articulate and because yeah. you you can articulate it and and present it with that same energy that it, that's appropriate for it they respect it and love it because you're saying they feel but they weren't able to um get in touch with or in tune with in order to articulate it if right that yeah and it's funny like i did a show this is right before the pandemic um I just, was it before the pandemic? I think, yeah, 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 yeah. It was right before the pandemic. I go do the show in Oakland. Um, at Miss, it reminded me of... Shout out to F-A-B-Z. F-A-B-Z. It reminded me of Air Lounge, right? I'm going in enemy territory, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a slam. And, Look, man, uh, you don't stop talking about Oakland like they're the enemy, bro. <laughs> bro, it, it, bro, I was going in enemy territory. Uh, what so it's a slam right but they didn't tell you what kind of slam it was so shout out to uh sean williams um who uh who is a beast right from oakland very much town business they used to be married to the scorpio had a baby together so he you know i know him, i know him from 2003 sounds like state but i remember that's how far i remember remember scorpio performing together 2003 mm. San Jose State, bro. I remember backstage like, holy Christ. These are the spoken word art. Bro, the spoken word artist when I was coming up to Lime AC, Saul Williams, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, yeah. these guys were ant monsters, bro. Like, what? Yeah. Poetry Jam came out. I'm like, bro. But now, I mean, I, I, it don't matter, bro. I was, I was, I was scorched. But, um, I didn't know that then though. You know what I'm saying? So that's where back to like 2019. I'm in Oakland. It's just a slam. So I'm like, whatever. I'm going to bring some new stuff. I'm going to bring some old stuff. Sean was there, bruh. And man, he was, he's, he's been tearing that club up from what I heard, right? He's been tearing mm -hmm. up these poets. And I come in, bruh. And I hit him. Boom, boom. First two. Bah! Right? And and then Cap's like, oh! Like, it was, it was like, like it was a freaking Roman, you know, gladiator thing. Me and him were trading <laughs> poem for poem. I'm like, bro, you only said two poems. Now we're on the fifth poem, right? And I see Sean is like, he's like, okay, okay. You know, he's like, okay. he's like, like, he thought he was just gonna run through tonight. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm here. And so he does his last poem, and bro, they know his lyrics. Damn. They know it's of course it's Oakland. Come this on. This is like bro. verses in, in spoken word form and shit. Oh I'm like B, I'm like, oh my god, bro. This is come on, but how do you beat this? And then I had a decision to make. I said, okay, I have a piece right now that will slam it and kill it, bro. And then God told me he's like, you want to win or do you want to win? I was like, mm. what? And he's like, Do you want to win somebody? And I was like, no, I want to win. I want to get this money. I wanted to win the money and give it to this lady there. And he's like, I want you to win. Yeah, I want you to win. 
but when like when something for me in a sense, right? And it, it was assault. It was assault. It was somebody. And so I did a piece that wasn't like glossy, whatever. And um, it was moving, bro. It was so moving. And like I, I, I won, bro. I won. They they were trying to do it from Instagram. It was like two votes off, and like they didn't know whatever. But Sean got it. But it was like like whoever was there got to witness a freaking duel. But what, like. What? I, what was yeah. the piece? I think it's you're not an accident. Do you can you can you give that to us? Uh I mean, uh I, I'll give you the first part. Um uh I used to think I was an accident and then my ancestors said we ain't having it. I used to think I was that because my life was tragic, no magic could come after it. I used to think I was a mistake until God God said no, I didn't make you that way. Um Oh, I believe God was the first DJ, the first hip-hop producer. We were all unreleased tracks that he would later release on the future. And the studio was a universe void in black. Then God said, I'm about to change all that after I dropped my first track. All mm. of the lights. He says, I don't write down my rhymes. I spit it straight from the dome. I'm the first Holy Ghost writer on this microphone, so take notes. It'd be the realest stuff I ever wrote against all lies. Genesis, it was written, but it wasn't by Nas. But now the God MC, Jehovah Jireh, spit fire. And I ain't talking about Jay-Z. And it was good music, just like Kanye. And then God said, I'm about to drop my illest track. I called it The Sixth Day. He says, let's make men and women in our image according to our likeness, according to our flyness. I think Kendrick Lamar's onto something so damn priceless. I literally got loyalty and royalty inside my DNA. Even Sade would have to say, this is no ordinary love. You're not an accident. You're deliberate. Made to do something so significant. Um, I used to think I was a mistake because I didn't get no breaks. Uh, I didn't have no patience, no loyalty. Doctors in my family... Um, there was no way I could be great until God said nah made in a divine way and Slay can sit there work with youth I try to keep them off the grave try to keep them safe I tell them hey I ain't Drake but you are part of God's plan God God's plan to be patient and wait I say there's no way we can come from cavemen's monkeys and explosions Uh, people like us just don't drop off the sky we fly we God's chosen so no matter if you grew up, uh, if you grew up with no family and you didn't grow up with the upper hand, don't don't worry about it. You was always a part of the plan, always a part of God's band. I just want you to understand, you're not an accident. You're deliberate, significant, and you made it through life. Here's your certificate. Yeah, something like that. Man, come on, man, come yeah. on, man. Off the dome. Off what, the dome. Look, look, to everybody listening. A true artist. I, I I said this in a in a podcast that I'll be dropping with legendary uh, uh, MC Black C from RBL, and and he was talking about how he was inspired by uh, certain artists, and it, it inspired him to create his own sound, like a sound that 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 came from something that they originated and 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 you can't you can't fabricate something god given like you just can't right. make up you can't replicate something god given and let it be as powerful or have it be as powerful as the person that it was given to so that was off the dome piece straight from memory you heard it right here on the black man's heart bro that piece can you give us a backstory what inspired that yeah so um i was working on a thing called the seven days of creation it's a showcase 
And um, I want to do a piece that was like what we call um, uh, uh, urban apologetics, which is like using science and um, using anthropology to prove that God is real and that you're real, right? So like what I left out is like in the piece I say, you're, you're a wonderful trillion shot of being made. That means you could have been created to be a door, a, a, a leaf, a chief, chief a, a, <laughs> that means you could have been made anything, a door, a tree, a leaf, chief, keep a God said, I want to make you more like me. There was a one in 20,000 chance for your parents to meet, another one in 2,000 chance for them to stay around long enough for you to be conceived, not an accident, you're deliberate. Well, it took your ancestors a one in 400 quadrillion shot for the right sperm to hit the right egg, just so you could stay while my hair. That means your DNA is made through 101 generations. You made through slavery, war, incarceration, gentrification, colonization. And what I'm saying is, you're not an accident. You're deliberate. Mm. Made to do something so significant. So that's literally data that shows like the probability of you being born. Mm. That's not like, it's like, like literally one in 400 trillion shot for any of us to be here. So if you're here, bro, it's supposed to be for a reason. For a reason, yeah. And so that's where that came from. You're not an accident. Because I used to feel like that. I used to, you know, like, I look at, you know, I, in my opinion, I say product of statutory rape, you know, all these different things. Um, I'm like, there's no way I could be great. And then when I found out when my, when my mom was young with me, she could have had abortions. What the fuck? Say that one more time. Um, product of statutory, uh, I say, I said, touch that eight, uh, no, born in statutory rape, touched that ain't no lawyers doctors in my family no way I could be great so I'm saying Damn. all these things that happened to me and I'm thinking like I'm, I'm an accident bro there's no like there's no there's, there's no, no hope for you yeah and then my mom one day tells me the story of like and um she literally had a voice in her and said he's special don't touch him and, and she listened to that voice you know what I'm saying and I'm like damn you know all the voices my mom could have been hearing and could have been taken and she heard this that said he's special don't touch him and I'm like damn bro you know what I'm saying like and so I wanted to tell somebody that that yes. no matter if they come from royalty no matter if they don't come from um, you know rich you know riches man if you're here bro you've already made it keep making it you know what I'm saying keep doing it bro you're already you're already, you're already one half the half the battle is you just being born now the other half figuring out figuring out why. Come that's on. It. That's it. Come on, man. That that's that's a word right there, bro. To 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 everyone listening right now. That that is a word. I just want to take a minute, bro, and let that breathe, bro, because that's that's a powerful how many of us have ever felt like, well, I'm a I'm a mistake or um because I don't have riches or because I'm not living like some other people um what is my worth i what is my reason i i don't have a purpose fuck that like you just said there's a one in what trillion chance 400 trillion of you not being here and or of you being here and you were the motherfucker that came into creation so that is proof that you're supposed to be here you're here for a whatever the fuck it is even if it's to be an example for somebody else you're doing your job like mm -hmm. just stay the fucking stay the path stay the stay the course mm -hmm. that that's dope bro like i heard you spit that before and i heard you give the backstory before but each time 
you know, with, with these gifts that 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 we're given, each time you give them, someone, even if they've heard it or received it before, they're gonna get something new out of it each time they receive it. Yeah. Even me, even me saying it, right? Like, damn, bro, like I'm I'm having a visceral reaction. Like, man, I used to feel like that. I used to really and so I, I get sad for everyone else I realize who's feeling that now. You know what I'm saying? Who no one, you know, and you shout out to my folks who raised me, but they, they weren't like, you know, you're, 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 you're made in God's image or, you know, you're beautiful. You know, like I was telling someone, like, I don't remember a lot being told I was handsome when I was a kid. Mm. I, I, I don't, I don't remember that. You know what I'm saying? I remember telling me the pride of me being black, Puerto Rican and Mexican and how unique that was and how, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you should you should feel blessed no matter you know people say oh you're not black enough you're not this enough man this is who you are right and um and so yeah man i feel i feel I, it, it, it saddens me that kids got to feel so empty and broken so young and they filled with so much hope and, and optimism and just and just blessed and great you know and, and gratefulness yo we we we've talked often um about the the eight, I think she was nine year nine years old. About the nine year old girl in uh, East Palo Alto, uh, we did a play out there. We did um, the streets could speak, which was a remix of if the streets could speak. And yeah. um, there was a nine year old girl in the audience um, who, at, in during the Q and A after the uh, after the play. Uh, stood up she like again she's nine years old played the the theater is filled it's maybe 200 people in there and she stands up and speaks her little voice stands she stands up and speaks about uh feeling like she was a burden to her family and a curse to her family because of her being born um it it, it was one of the most touching things that i one of the earliest experiences that I've had seen what this kind of work does for people. And and I don't, I, like I say, bro, you've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, does it ever, does it ever uh, dawn on you um, what you're doing or, or who you're affecting or in the way that uh, how you're you're building with the community, how it's affecting people. Does it ever? Do you ever just have that realization? I, I, I had a moment um, last year um, in November when we did the um, we did this BSU convening, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm literally I'm doing that piece. I'm doing you're not an accident. And I'm I'm like they asked me to do a prayer, and I'm just like, man, ain't no one got time for for a prayer, <laughs> you know? Like so, you know, I'm like my prayers in my home. And I told my mm. prayers, y'all, for y'all to understand that y'all not an accident. That you're divinely, you're divinely made by God. That's my prayer for y'all. Right. That we're not accidents, but we're not cursed people. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're all the first, and the first shall be last, and last shall be first. That's who we are. Um, and we shall truly inherit the earth one day. And um, bro, I, 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 I got interrupted four times. Mm. Like four times, I just, they stopped me. Not because they're being rude. Hey, bitch. You know what I'm saying? They're going crazy. 
Yeah. I'm dropping these references. I'm boom, boom. And they're like, oh. Four times. Like, so much so that I think the second or third time, I just started laughing with them, bro. Like, I was just cracking. Like, you know, you're in performance mode, but they, they broke me with so much love and, and just, like, enthusiasm. Like, look at these. could be my kids, bro. Like, normally it's like, you know, you're, you know, to your kids, you're like, heck of old and corny and oh that's dad days but when I'm dropping this for kids who could young people who could be my kids age and they're going crazy like they're at a wild out show right I was right they're listening like you're speaking you're speaking to them but their spirit they're listening with everything that they got right because they're hanging on to every word right but I'm I'm like I'm 43 years old God we and back to the to Genesis and Moses led three million people at 80. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they followed him. You, you get what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah. I have to like stop looking at my age and look at my stage of life. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. We're, we're just getting into the beginning of the second act and it's starting to get really good because oftentimes the character in a play or a movie they're just starting to like understand what they have right a lot of it was just like negotiating and struggling but then the character comes into their identity it starts to form really like in the second act and then they 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 just they live it out the third act right that whatever's going to clash against something or someone or themselves right and so for me i'm i'm in the second act of the and like people are still here they haven't got up and left yet including myself you know, and I'm Man. like, damn, it's good. This is good. No, hell no. We, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think anybody's leaving that auditorium anytime soon, man. Because, <laughs> be, and, and 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 to to um to what you just said, um, I I've seen the reaction that you've had, uh, with with audiences, bro, and it's 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 crazy. Like it, it's nobody. I I haven't. Seen, like you you'll go into a piece and there will be people of all ages clapping laughing like in the middle of your shit not just in the beginning when they're bringing you up and at the end when you're done but like in the middle of your shit and i'm like god damn like i'm watching all of this shit and i'm like how the fuck does he do like how does he do it because you're you're saying things that are that are that are poignant and relative on all levels bro so one of one of my favorite ones um that i've heard you spit was uh the the dear or no uh marvin what was the marvin martin was it martin or marvin i remember marvin 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 gage just seen me yeah yeah yeah. bro do you do you remember that piece can you spit it uh let me see um uh, okay, I, I remember Marvin Gaye. Oh, I had a take dream. take a minute. Take take a second. Yeah. Take a second. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an intro. I'm gonna bring you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring you up. Take a minute. All right. Yo, coming to the stage right now. This is a brother that 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 has some fire in his chest. This brother has been across many platforms many stages in front of many people but tonight he's here with us 
allow me to bring to you someone who has a message to give to you someone who has a heart that he has to share with you because his experience in life has brought him to this point without further ado y'all javier reyes thank you thank you um so this piece thank you. i didn't know i i should have known i was gonna be spinning bars tonight but the uh <laughs> But this is called uh, The Babies Are Listening, if I remember correctly. It goes, uh, rock, rock by baby on the treetop. When will this BS and hip hop will stop? Because what they're saying is truly real whack. To one with a real artist like Billie Holiday, Nia Simone, Marvin Gaye, and Tupac come back. I remember Marvin Gaye used to sing to me. He had me feeling like black and Latino was the thing to be. And suddenly the ghetto didn't seem so rough. I thought we had it tough, but Lord, we had enough. And I wish I had pocket to say that stuff. I had a dream, kind of like MLK. I had a dream. I had a conversation with Marvin Gaye. He said, what's going on in the world today? I said, hey, hey yo, Marvin, I don't want to say it, but forget it. I'm going to say it anyway. And I said, Marvin, our mothers are still struggling. Marvin, multiple jobs they're juggling. Marvin, and our father's either dead or in jail or on the sidelines doing nothing. Our mother not even noticing their babies are in need of something. It's called attention. And let me mention, these kids... They got their eyes wide open, they hoping, they scoping to be done with the negativity that the media is promoting. But they never be noticing, look downstage, you got five-year-old kids throwing up gang signs at an early age. How can these babies be so young but already filled up with rage? And Marvin Gaye's like, how, why are these kids acting that way? And I said, Marvin, these kids be relating to what rappers say. They tell me they're ready to ride or die without no delay, they should have known better. I got kids that can spit the illest 16 bars, but doing 16 years behind bars in juvenile detention centers. I said, Marvin, maybe these rappers don't notice. Marvin, maybe these rappers don't notice that kids nowadays is buying into the hocus pocus. That's right, your favorite rappers out here telling fibs and kids trying to go out and do the dumb stuff they claim they did. Then, hey, kids, have sex. Have unprotected sex. Um, they're selling out our culture just to cash a damn check. Because that's what kids, the hip hop is lacking is respect and compassion. We encourage kids to get stupid before thinking about their actions because all they care about is platinum and battle rapping, but all we're doing is leaving and living and reruns, but they sure don't know what's happening. And what's happening is on the daily, these kids are losing their friends. These kids is dying over trends. Um, hmm. Are dying over trends. And all we keep hearing about, uh, all we keep hearing about is loop dumb songs in the end. She's leaking, she's soaking wet. I teach you how to stunt, no, I teach you how to front. You think you give these kids what they really need, but it's not really what they want. Because kids, they need nourishment, they need encouragement. But when they listen to 10666.1, the evil station, I mean the people station, they get bad encouragement. The rappers say, don't look up to me, look up to your parents. But a lot of kids look up, they don't see their parents' presence. They buy your CD and they sit there at your presence and deal with the resentment of not having their parents present. So I'm going to mm. catch them while they rapping. I mean, lacking, I mean, acting. And say, hey, you can be encourage these kids to go to college instead of subtracting. I call to all the artists who will listen, like Marvin Gaye used to say. Keep putting something in here. It's like tape recorders. They, they heard the fathers give correct words. Teach your babies about medical advert. They got nerve. If you can make it, come back and have it. Maybe around we can have a party, we can dance. Not an advert. Fans love music. If you don't get in your head, dance. Papa's money. They're making no sense. Um, they're making no sense. 
and in, in the dream, Marvin gave Grandma a hand and said, young man, this is the plan. He says, grab the kids and give them a vision, then a mission to follow. Plant their minds of good seeds so they no longer be hollow. Do this today and don't do it tomorrow. And I guarantee love you give these kids or give their friends to borrow. So if you feel like you're the next Nina Simone, Billy Holiday, Tupac, and Marvin Gaye, well, here's a microphone on the stage. You live here and say what you got to say about the problems you're facing for my people in a major way. You ain't got to ask where I'm from, homie. I'm from the Bay. That's it. Mm. Damn, I haven't Gross. performed that in years, bro. It's crazy. Salute. Salute. Wait, you, I, I've seen standing ovations to that, man. Yeah. Um, I can't. It, it's. Did you know that that piece would be as impactful as it would be when you performed it in front of people, in front of youth, in front of yeah. older generations? Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Not because I'm cocky or arrogant. Um, because I believe every word I said in that. And at the time I wrote it, um, it, you know, it's the Jiggy era, right? So it's like the 2000s right so it's like everyone's wearing you know it's it's the it's the it's the erosion of hip-hop started right like they started you know focusing on the existential like money's cars and what you know less of like the balance of hip-hop was was there it took it so far right you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. so far left i should say that like people like um the most deaths in the commons were Flavor should be getting bled out. You know, the little wings come in. The bling bling air is what they call it. You know what I'm saying? And people just started to like, it was just crazy. You know what I'm saying? The levels of like depravity hip hop was going. Now where we are, it's like, oh my God, we, 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 we're reaching a new bottom, right? And yeah. I, meant, I meant it, bro. I started to see the effect this was having on kids. How hip hop had on me kids wearing chains it's the cycle still going right you know um like just the and these a lot of these dudes fronting like promoting one lifestyle that they're not living you get what i'm saying and then not being responsible bro like you're getting all this money and you're lying to these kids about all these things about not but meanwhile y'all doing it meanwhile y'all lying about your your money you're married and you're talking about living a lifestyle of like hoeing and being single you're, right. you're in college but you're preaching to be on the block the whole time. So how do you right. get to like live a different life but get to spend the narrative, a very destructive narrative to your own people? It's, just, it's just crazy. And so I meant, I, I felt it and I meant it and I wanted to fight back against it. You get what I'm saying? And um, and so, and I knew it was a home run. Back then, you know, I, 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 I knew what, what pieces were home runs. I knew what pieces were base hits. And I knew that was a base, that was a home run. Cause I made a whole showcase about that um, called What's Still Going On. A call and response to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On album. You know what I'm saying? It was a 60 or 30 year response to his album. Basically saying, hey Marvin, you said what's going on. We're saying what's, as, as the generation that's coming up, what's still going on? Right. You, you get what I'm saying? And it's it changed. Ain't, ain't nothing changed. This is what's still going on. Brenda's still having a baby. You know what I'm saying? Police are still, cause I, you know that album is one of my favorite albums, um, one of my favorite artists. And so to hear him say that, I'm like Marvin, this is an ode to you. You know what I'm saying? And you know what's crazy? What's crazy is, um, man, we, we we did something very similar. This is through the church context, right? We did um, 
we did um we we honored three artists that were like that we feel like reference God and then we're also socially conscious, right? So we picked Lauren Hill, Tupac, and Marvin Gaye. And what we did was we said, okay, let's oh we're all gonna write poems and, and but also respecting and praising those these amazing artists and what they meant to us as a culture and society. And so we did Marvin, we did Tupac. It was phenomenal, bro. Like and crazy, like things happened. So again, this happened like the Marvin Gaye piece that he think was either 03, 04. So now this is 2015, 2016. And it's the same thing. We do one show. I think the Tupac one is like, you know, 175. The next one was like more closer to three. And then the next one after that, the one we did for Lauren Hill, brought 700 people. Damn. Damn. Crazy, bro. Is that intimidating? Bro, it's, 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 bro, I remember we, we did a show, we, this is, we brought someone out, right? And uh, the artist, the first time they've been here, and they had a big following, we were, we opened up and killed it. Bro, thousand people came. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> like, we were expecting maybe a couple hundred, but they were coming out the bushes. I'm like, oh my God. Bruh, this is it's unreal when 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 they come. Like when yeah. they come out, bruh, it, it's it's again, bro, we did the show the, the people in Stockton, um, or Modesto when we, we did Toy Soldiers out there. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Bro, bro, that was unreal. Yeah, and they were on their feet. They uh, like kid kids and educators, um what was that, the twelve hundred seat auditorium or something like that? Fifteen hundred. Pat- 15 pack for two days straight like it, it's 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 that's what, and that's what i'm saying man like um this this struggle this 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 um this pain or this this uh uh this ballot that we're living in we it, it's universal it's so universal that when you can articulate it it's it's like oh shit you just gave uh, a name for my ailment, my sickness, my my, whatever the fuck it is I'm in. You just gave, uh, a, you just put something to it so I can identify it, and I'm yeah. not alone. I know I'm not alone anymore. Thank right. you for that. You know, it, it's it's powerful, and 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 that's another reason why I love um, artists because until you hear a Nina Simone or until you hear a Billie Holiday sing "Strange Fruit." Until you hear Marvin Gaye sing "What's Going On," you just you just think, "Oh, I'm, man, I'm noticing some shit," but I don't hear anybody else. Confirming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just gonna be quiet about this shit. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm suffering. I don't even know why I'm suffering, but and then until you hear N.W.A. come out and say "Fuck the police," you don't know that you can say that. You don't right. even know that that's a feeling that you can have. You just know something is wrong. Right, right. And and and, and nothing better than having confirmation, man. It's a feeling of like, I mean, you can say confirmation bias, but like, there's just some things that like, man, you can feel really alone. And when you feel like, oh man, there, there's people that that um, that empathize with you and how you feel, and you know, you're not alone in seeing the world a certain way. Now you have community. Right now, you have people you could check in with. You could, you know, that's why a lot of these audio apps now, right? Clubhouse, people 
you know, toxic, people are finding community, right? They're finding uh, people that have very similar, that maybe their family don't. And a lot right. of times it sucks that for some people they don't have it in their immediate family and household. Um, but sometimes you gotta go, you gotta go find your family. Oh man, hell yeah. Yeah, you gotta go find them. So to answer your question, yeah, it doesn't, it never gets old, bro. It never gets old. Um, that, you know, like even, Cass, I'm thinking about this moment. I'm gonna be praying to God because um, it's something I don't wanna. Um, one of my kind of like my biggest regrets in all of this work is I have opportunity to go open up, and my man just died too. Who asked me, and I, and I never really thanked him for the opportunity. I never got to tell him how I just felt how unworthy I felt. I was gonna be on a bill, no lie. With this is in 2002. I was gonna, in Boston. I was gonna go open up for Karis One, Public Enemy, and Black Star at Dead Press. Wow, wow! I was gonna be the wow. only spoken word artist to open open up for them in Boston, and I wound up giving it to another artist. I I wound up staying and doing the show with the crew, but in all honesty, in actuality, um, they didn't need me to. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I turned that down. Um, I don't know how, you know, my life could have been after that. Um, I, you know, it, it was, but I feel like it was an opportunity I missed. And I feel like I owe my man Tony um, because he believed in me. You know what right. I'm saying? And he just died from cancer. Like, and I was going to say this too, man. Like, back then, like, everybody was cool with their role, bro. Like, activists respected being educated. Like, they love supporting artists. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to be whatever. Like, nah, bro, I'm an organizer. But bro, I rock with the artists. And I rock with the organizers. And they would always invite, we'd always invite each other to our circles for stuff. Because we're all in the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And, I, like, I can't, I can't reach the masses if it isn't for my people. Or ask me to yeah. come out. Or, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm praying that, um, God will grant me a second chance, bro, to, like, to, just to honor him for his belief because so many people believed in me so early and I didn't believe my I come from a family where they said I, I will you know you'll never be a great artist but do these different things and I spent my whole 20s trying to prove they're wrong so when there was people who believed in me gave me the opportunities bro I was so insecure and so unworthy and so broken um and I just I just didn't know what to do and, and um I'm just sitting here thinking about that. And again, man, that night that I was with my peoples, it was unforgettable, bro. Like one of my homies, well, someone we know, I won't say who, was, <laughs> bro, this dude. So we want, okay, so the night that I, I, I should have been in Boston in the show, we're at this place called La Pena's in Berkeley, right? La Pena's used to be this dope venue for artists, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we rocked so many dope shows, famous people not famous it's just we just would rock dope shows there right they put us in the freaking calendar it was amazing in opinion and we did this show bro we crushed it right i saw us you know because see how we kicking it but like no one was driving at the time right so bro it's like two in the <laughs> morning in oakland in 2002 2003 <laughs> bro we're walking so lapinians is on Damn, I forget what street. I think it's on Tele, something like that. We had to walk the Telegraph, bro, to catch the all-night bus to go to my house. So imagine Damn. we're like six deep, seven deep. There's no lift back then. 
You nope. know what I'm saying? There's no like Uber. I mean, could could call a taxi, but like we all. You'd have had to call a few of them. <laughs> yeah, bro. In Oakland, you know what I'm saying? In 2002, 2003, bro. It ain't you know you don't mess around. And so we're on the bus, bro. And back then, everyone would sleep at my house, right? Like that's what we did. Everyone would come sleep at my house. Uh, shout out to my old roommate uh, who, who used to be super cool with it. But we're walking up, right? And I, and I think, man, who who done left? a big ass like trash bag in front of my door mm. right <laughs> the walking I'm like what trash I'm like oh it's somebody so one of the homies was sleep somehow got in my apartment complex and just fell asleep in front of my door oh you mean it's somebody like there's somebody in the bag like underneath the bag yeah Damn. Someone we know. I'll tell you off off pod. And I was like, bruh, what the hell you do? Like, huh? What are you doing here? <laughs> Dude, just, like, I don't know if he got stranded, but he got into my bar and was just sleeping in front of my door, bruh. And oh my home, we're coming back at two in the morning, so we're like heck a pup, like, yeah, you know, woo, we're like super amped. And the homies like basically homeless like in front of my door so I have them and him pull up into the crib at like now it's Saturday morning three something in the morning damn I mean it was it was a crazy night but I remember just like us feeling invincible bro like that's the work man like that's that's the shit that people don't hear about you know what I'm saying that that people don't know that when you do this type of work that's what that's just a normal day or that's just some shit that could happen right right and maybe maybe that's what it was like maybe i need i need to stay back there's a purpose in it as well right my my the homie you know was just all bad you know what i'm saying sleeping in front of my door and i've never had that happen before i mean in oakland a lot of people stay with me off and on you know young people um never know girls like you know my young bros um, because they had very bad stuff going at the house, they would come and crash for a night, or they would kind of get away from my house. And I had the video games, you know, we had TV. It was just like it was a very, it was a, it was a very, um, it was a sanctuary for my safe for, for place. Young people. The safe yeah. place for them, right? And um, and so yeah, so part of me now realizes there was purpose in that. I still do would love to like do a show, but. Um, now it's funny bro like right now even though I haven't performed like and I'm working on like I'm about to start a writing group on Tuesday which I'm really excited about but um and like it's, it's happening again right it feels like 2002 or 2003 like all over again like these artists are coming but um right uh it's just it's just like oh here we go right like I know, I know this feeling I know this feeling. You're creating a platform. You're creating a space. <laughs> Here we go. You know, I'm, I'm too old, but like I feel better now as a performer than I did the last 20 years. Mm, why? Why is that? I think I, I, my self-image is a lot better. Mm-hmm. The confidence is there. The stillness of being older. Like when you're younger, it's like, man, I don't want to leave you like all this self out and just crap is coming through you but now that I'm older 
I'm more settled, right? I'm more like, man, you've done this. How many times you've done this? Right. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, someone's asked me to come perform at a high school assembly. So, like, that stuff kind of scares me. But, like, there's some uh, shows I did where, like, man, I just, I just, I stepped over. I stepped over the fear. Yeah. It was there, but I stepped over it. And I just spoke. And the kids was like, man, they ain't seen no one like this come up to them. But I've seen mm. no one to go perform for lunchtime in front of some kids. I'm going to be like, hell no, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just like, no, that's crazy. Like, someone asked me to and uh, last Monday. And I was like, bro, I'm just here to table out of it. Like, go do some poetry. I'm like, I'm not doing poetry. You know, yeah. like, that's crazy. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that reminds me of Hannibal. This joke Hannibal Burris said. He was like, I'm at a bar talking to this girl. She's like, You a comedian? Say something funny. <laughs> He's like, Yo, I'm not here to just amuse you. She's like, Yo, I'll show you my tits if you say something funny. He's like, Yo, on the real, my jokes are better than your tits. <laughs> <laughs> he's, wow. like, he's like I, <laughs> he's like I'm not just he's like nah fuck that I'm not just gonna I'm not no like perform, you know you just tell me to perform and I'll start performing type shit like hey, my I thought you say so a guy walks on a bar he's like no <laughs> <laughs> yo I love that no I, I, I feel that and that's why I didn't do it I'm like man I'm not no surface monkey bro like I'm not gonna Facts. Um, I'm a professional so even like people asking me prices right like for shows and stuff um i give i give a pretty good community discount but there's a certain that i won't go below for a community and it's a right. fair good it's a fair good number right because you just heard me before i make it look easy but there's a lot of torture that goes in it oh man there's come a, on man that has gone in it come on somebody and so when i do the piece i have to revisit that torture i have to revisit that a lot of those feelings I had to overcome and I don't and you're paying me really to overcome that every time yeah you, to, you to channel and not just overcome it but to channel it in the first fucking place because it's not like you're just um, you're not just uh, like a pop singer singing out some kind of carousel track like you're really giving some food for the spirit type shit so you have right. to channel that um be be in the moment with it and and give it like like no lie what you what you just gave us tonight was dope but there have been times where you've taken time to actually deliver each fucking line the way that you needed to deliver it for the moment and it yeah. was received and that's what gave people the oh no the fuck he didn't just and they go crazy type shit in order right. to do that, you like you just said, you have to you have to really get into the emotional space for that shit, and that takes work, man. That's that like you said, it, it, it's it. You use the word torch, but it's 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 really um yeah, I guess it is torch because it, it, in a way because it's like um it's like you have to re-traumatize yourself in a sense, and then build past that shit afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, during the I, applause, it's like you're letting yourself, you're bring trying to bring yourself back down off of that shit. Maybe that's why we have such a high after a performance. Right. Absolutely. And, and yeah, because you you've literally exposed your soul to the world, right? You've you've made yourself open because you you've been transparent, you've been um, thorough, 
and you've been honest, right, about how you feel, right? You're not playing, you know, it's poetry, you're not playing a character. I mean, you can play a character, but honestly, like, you're, 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 you're being true. So that's why when people, um, you know, they focus more on the stylistic part of poetry, like, uh, uh, like, you're not dropping bars, you're not being honest, you're not, you're, you're, you're trying to focus more on applause than cause, right? Right. Like, why you, what does it mean what does it mean we say that tell me okay, communicate y'all do you believe you know what I'm saying like like you know we talk about training so we didn't really talk about that um, but like bro I had some Jedi's training bro you know I got I got I got my ass kicked by some heavy hitters bro that just did not mess around that believed yeah. in me so much bro that they just like you know some person like man you, you can get away with that stuff for, for a bunch of non non doing poetry people, but there's some of us. We know the real. We know you was you know you you, you were you know improving. That you weren't yeah. really sharp. That you weren't you weren't really pra- you didn't practice. That you just got up there and just you know, um, and then that's the thing too. Like Dave Goggins says, he says, "What do you do when talent runs out in, in moments? That's mm. when your me- that's when your mental game kicks in. What's your mental game like?" Right when mm. the mic when the mic goes out, when there's kid, you know all these different things are happening. How you tap into your mental fortitude to like put, and that's what Arson really taught me the mental fortitude to push through. Like the time when I had my 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 uh, nervous breakdown, wherever it was, where I had so much anxiety, and I remember I was struggling for months, bro. Um, in my late thirties, I'll never forget this at SF State. I remember I was performing through anxiety. And it felt like a weighted jacket was on me. Like I've never been that jacked up, full of emotion and full of grief and all these just different things. And my homies made me perform, in a sense. Like I couldn't back out of it. I couldn't like get out of this thing. I was just I couldn't even. You tell had to them channel like that. that. You had to redirect that shit. And bro, let me let me tell you. I remember I closed my eyes, and I did I did this piece. And I opened my eyes after, and I remember everybody was standing up. I'm l- looking at my friends, and the look on their faces was like, oh. It's like, bro, we've never seen you do that before. It was like, we've heard that piece of thought. We've never heard it that way, bro. It's like, whatever you're going through, keep, keep, <laughs> whatever you're going through, keep doing it. Because, it's, it's, bro, like, and I remember I fought through something, bro. And it was amazing. Like, the fight. Like I never like performing like, but like it was spiritual. There's like a coat of paint on me that I had to chip away as I was performing. That was just trying to desaturate me and just like suppress my voice, my anointing, man. But to fight through it and get to the apex, it was like climbing a mountain. And I was like, damn, I was at the mountaintop and I just looked down and everybody was like, yeah, you climbed that, you climbed that, let's go. I'm like, bro, I know what it feels like to get through anxiety and to get through, you know, crippling fear. And yeah. um, so it just, yeah, man, it, it's, it, it, it's for everybody who's listening for, for the, for the art piece, like, you know, those who really put in the work, you'll tell, mm-hmm. you'll tell for those who just are in it to, um, you know, to be seen and to not be heard or be felt, you'll know that too. Yep. Yep. And they don't they don't last long. You can feel that shit. Like like you can feel it. 
when 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 you get food for your spirit, you walk away like, oh shit, I just had an experience, versus being given, um, versus being given uh, 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 a a a quick uh, sort of fast food uh, for the moment type shit. And you're like, yeah, that was dope. Ha <laughs> ha. What's it? What's next? Kind of thing. It's like now I now I can sleep or now I can now I can process some shit because right. I, I I I just got past that block or that 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 experience that had me fucked up. This person's their their articulation of something that I thought I was alone in, and that's the crazy thing too. Like you'll be in the audience to witness something that was meant for you to be in the audience to fucking witness. Like right. it, it, it was meant for you to be there at that time, at that place. That's why that person showed up for you. He, they showed up for you. Right. Um, that, that's, that's bro. That's a word, bro. And, and I don't want to keep you too, too much longer. How, what, what, what is, what's something that if you, if you were to, stop doing what you're doing tomorrow mm -hmm. what's something that you would want people to take from um what you've already given what what's what's one or two things or a few things that you would want them to to hold on to um don't feel like you have to finish it all and what i, what I mean by that is vision oftentimes isn't just meant for you to finish it it's meant mm. to be put out there and then whoever picks it up can run with it. And so with, with me, when I start coding up again or whatever, I want to make sure that the story is clear that this happened um, in San Francisco. This happened in this town and it can happen again, right? Um, I, I feel like I lived through a time of revival in San Francisco when I was coming up. A revival of the arts. Um, key word is revive, right? Revive all somebody right um, and that we was a time where it was just man it was just beautiful bro and um, I'm happy to know that and as long as I write it and share it God bless whoever picks it up and takes it to the next level and I feel like the part of the journey I, I, there's still so much more for me to write there's still right now I feel like I'm in the place of like leaving stuff behind so that when I hit my 60s, people can have a lot of questions that I can help answer, right? But I at least want to let them know that this happened in their city. This happened. This this can happen. And if you want to, here's how you could do it. But at the end of the day, you have to remix it for your context and for your for your for your space. But um, there's something powerful. I've always my best writing has always come in groups, mm. right? I, I remember like when, when I'm sitting by myself in my place I'm like man bro we used to freestyle every day like I used to freestyle you know what I'm saying yeah. and like stuff would just come to me bro you, you, you know it's, it's amazing it's amazing just like we were freestyling and like we bounced ideas off each other it, it, it's so powerful uh, what they say go by yourself and go far go alone and go far but go with people and go the farther don't 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 go in this life by yourself. Find some people to go with you, and watch how much faster you get to wherever you feel like you need to go. 
Right. Because you're going with somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard, man. And and shout out to your mom for listening to that voice. Um, because yeah. we 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 need you, bro. Like we we need we need you. We're glad that we we we've we're able to experience things with you and we can't wait to experience a whole lot more from you. Um uh can you can you tell everybody about the 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 gaming uh center that you started? Yes. So um I'm 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 by, by the grace of God, I'm working with these amazing young people and partners. Um we created a thing called Bug, which stands for Baby United Gaming. It's a uh it's a youth gaming social club. Um and it, it's it's an arcade, right? Um and it's used to help young people with life skills who are interested in gaming to be able to teach them dope fundamentals in life, but use gaming and video games as a platform and an outlet to do that to bring young people together for community and fellowship, uh, to teach them about financial literacy and identity and life skills and to flood an industry that makes so much money off them, but oftentimes they won't see themselves in those places of of eminence, you know? Right. And and right. so um, it's just, and a lot of times, man, it's just for kids too who, um, who are just, there's a lot of young brothers, men who just have not yet to find their voice. They're very talented. Sometimes they're socially awkward, but they're great kids. You know what I'm saying? And no one reaches out for them, but they love gaming. So whether you're a kid who's a shooter out on the street or a kid who's just, you know, into anime, one thing they have in common is more likely they're playing video games. Yeah. And how can we reach them all? How can we reach them all? So, yeah, man, we got some great things planned uh, with Bug, and you'll hear more about it. It's really exciting. Man, like I said, bro, anytime you want to come through, please come through man um and and thank you bro like thank you man because um you know there's there's for, for everybody working with youth out there for everybody that's in the classrooms and 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 on these stages or leading a workshop you have you have people who are right there as peers that are not taking this shit seriously so to know that someone is and that someone is taking accountability someone is stepping up to the plate um while, while they have these youth and, and while they have the ears of the community and the hearts of the community and they're taking it seriously to know that that's reassuring as fuck like it it, it gives us a, a chance a shot at at something that we probably wouldn't have taken seriously ourselves had someone not reaffirmed it in us and reassured it with us. So, bro, thank you for for it again. Thank you for your contribution, and and thank you for spitting tonight, bro. Like the the, the those pieces, man. It, it it it. I know for sure that it, it's resonating with with people out there right now, and it's gonna stay with people. So. God bless you, bro. And is there anything that you want to plug or is there anything coming up that people can come out and see you in? For sure, man. Again, thank you, bro, for, um, again, this podcast opportunity. I love what you're doing with the, the Black Man's Heart podcast. It's amazing, bro, to see you um, still leveling up, man, from when you first started. Um, yeah, so there's a couple things, man. I'm going to be doing a creative writing group um, on Tuesdays. Um for cats who are believers who, who love God who want to do some dope stuff with it I'm doing that 
I got a show this Friday, I believe, at the African American Art and Cultural Complex, 762 Fulton. I believe it's 6 o'clock. It's for a special showcase. Um, man, it looks like I'm going to have to bring back the podcast, man. So I'm going <laughs> to try to drop those Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Um, nice. Two a week. So I'll be working on that. What's the name um, of the podcast? Improv with Hav. You can we can see it on Anchor right now. Improv with Hav. Um, so I got 14 episodes up there. They're pretty dope. They're really good. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's it's amazing, man. It's really cool. So I'm gonna be bringing it back. And um, yeah, I'm gonna be doing some new stuff, man. I'll be doing some new stuff. I'll go the second week of March. So if anyone's out there, do some shows, connect. I'll be out in Chi Town. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of this great stuff. Follow me on Instagram at Improv Hob. Um, you'll definitely catch all updates and stuff going on with me and uh, with the movement. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with folks. Straight up. And shout out to Chicago. Love y'all, Chi Town. Shout out to San Francisco and the whole Bay Area and Oakland. I don't care what Hob says. Love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Shout, shout, out to the quarter, shout out to the quarterback from the Niners who's from Oakland, man, who, uh, you know, you know, got knocked out, bro, when we lost the Super Bowl, but whatever. Straight up, for real, man. I'm going I'm to I'm have my, uh, my, Niners, my Niners shot glass ready for Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Hey, let's, 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 y'all, let's hold this brother up in your prayers, in your thoughts. Let's keep it going for him because we need more people like him. Once again, from the Black Man's Heart Podcast, we love y'all. Salute to everybody out there. And raise one another up. When you get a chance, just raise somebody up. Whether it's in spirit or whether it's a kind word or just some kind of motivational act, do that for him. For for my brother Javier, for myself and for everybody, we love y'all. Peace. Peace.